0: I'm just making you smile. Just cut the crap. Just (laughs) cut the crap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the JKWD podcast, where, depending on where Kelvin cuts this, you might not have heard him laugh already.
1: (laughs) But we got him there. I mean,
0: I have have cut rights
1: here. I have cut rights. Yeah, you always do, right? I mean, you're the guy who cuts up the audio. Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah. And I would... Get rid of some of that stuff I said up front, but since I said it later, it just didn't seem worth the effort, does it?
0: <laughs> nah, it probably doesn't. Oh, I guess it depends on how
1: how bad you want to get rid of it. How how you been, man? You know, I've been good. I've been busier than a one arm man in a in a paper hanging contest, but um, and, and some of it has been fun, and some of it has been a little bit more challenging. But all this in all, might be a young guy talking,
0: but what is paper hanging? Paper hanging? Yeah.
1: You know, paper hanging. Well, if you if you you know, you got a line or something and it I never actually thought about that, but you know, I'm thinking about putting paper. I gotta look that up. But like just if you imagine just imagine it's it just imagine there's a long metal line and we're putting we're, we're putting paper on top of it with a clothespin. I'm sure that's okay but that's the picture that's always in my head. Okay. But he's doing it with one arm and everybody else has got two in you know, the yeah. neighbors, yeah, so. in a paper hanging contest, yeah. Or if you prefer, how about this one? I've been busier than a cat trying to cover up poop in a hurricane.
0: Hey, all right, there you go. I, I, I understand that one.
1: All right, there you go. All right, but well, forget the other one. <laughs> right next to the guy who's trying to hang paper, but you know, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but life is good. I'm in, I'm 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 good. And um, I got nothing to complain about. I'm breathing. I'm walking on this side of the earth. The snow has disappeared. So whew, finally, that's, that's getting good. And it, it needed to because I just saw my my heating bill the other day. Because you know when you forget to pay it for two months, it's bigger when you get the the other package. So uh, I'm I'm glad that the, the summer's here and spring is here and life is good. I haven't seen any flowers coming up yet. Well, they might be by the time this comes out, hopefully.
0: Well, that's true. You get some, you get some So up and, and me, you know, we're going to, we're going to have an opportunity to, um, uh, to connect in person soon too. So there might we be a live, are. there might be a live one of these coming up. Oh, that would be nice. We It'd could be do it cool. We the could, park. Yeah. We could do it, over, we could do it on Facebook live and, and, uh. Oh, that would be scary. Yeah, and uh, and <laughs> go ahead, have a couple of beers. Uh, yeah, yeah. True enough. True Do enough. a Facebook Live and uh, and uh, re- release that. That'd be fun.
1: That would be good. We we might get some attention that way.
0: So yeah. we're brought to you today by Amazon and Audible. Is that who well, is out here? Well, you know, we we um <laughs> we always have uh an Amazon link in our uh, you know a go. You know, go through our portal. We, we've got one of those on the uh, on the show notes every time, and people should start doing that, especially this one because our guest today, Heath Armstrong, has the sweet ass journal on Amazon, and you could go get that. And you're going to hear a lot about why, because um, uh, this on, was an sir. awesome interview. We're also brought to you by Audible, as we always are. Audiblechild.com slash JKWD for your free audiobook, your free month at Audible. You can also text JKWD to 500-500. That's, uh, the number is 500 You can text the text JKWD to that number. <laughs> or visit Audiblechild.com slash JKWD, and you can tell that I've been hanging out with my niece real early in the morning. Uh-huh. Man, my... The, uh, the words are coming out faster than my brain is thinking of them. Which, uh, usually, it's the other way around.
1: The, yeah. that's that. Yeah, your yeah.
0: brain thinks of it and your mouth doesn't want to catch up. Uh-huh. My, my brain is not even bothering. My mouth is just going. My that's mouth it. is going.
1: Well, I'm going to say – are you done with that? I'm done with that. that our guest today, I'm going to tell you, I looked at this man's website, and I said to myself – he's going to say some words. <laughs> I don't want to say them words, but I have to tell you, this has been, we've had some invigorating guests, and he is no different. This is an, an incredible podcast. It's, it's full of thought and feeling and wonder, really, seriously.
0: Yeah, we got, we went deep, I mean, we even got into, like, breath work and all that, but we should mention up front before you before you spend the next hour not not realizing that you should write down this address, but if you go to HeathArmstrong.com slash JKWD, he left some
1: goodies there. Yes he did. And he was even up be, it was even up before the show. That's right. Let's see, let's see what automation does for you. We gotta get into that. That's it. So It's going to be a great podcast. You know, just. Here we go. Listen away. (laughs) Oh, I expected you to say, put the music here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Podcast,
1: where we talk about better humanity and teach you how to dominate your world. Are you ready? Here we go. Where is your... Oh, you he can't hear me. Can you hear us yet? Oh, there he is. All right. He's in. Okay. What's up, guys? Yeah, that whole intense look, man. Like, like don't, don't, don't do that with <laughs> well, <a> Rambo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, who am I going to kill now? <laughs>
2: Like my hair is in that in-between like, you know, schoolboy phase and uh dirty Wook dread phase. And I can't quite put it all the way back. So I have to like retain sounds it.
1: Like a, sounds like a cool light. That's okay. We're not going to use video. So you can be naked. Well, no, don't do that. Cause Josh gets up. Uh, so gets I, definitely have, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't have Try pants on. <laughs> That's probably
0: three of us for the record.
2: <laughs> you know, when I was in, uh, Working in the concrete construction industry, I remember doing this. I was, like, trying to figure out how I could get a better job, and I was interviewing and in, for a place in Texas. Mm-hmm. And the dude, like, made me go to this. Like, there was no, like, here, just t- click this Zoom link. Like, they were paying somebody probably thousands of dollars to use a space where they would go and, like, video conference. So I went down the road and uh, joined the call and, like, did the interview. And it was, like, their video in this giant boardroom table with, like, six to eight people all drilling you with questions but the guy on the end um when they thought the video was over he stood up like you know he's wearing (laughs) a suit like in a a tie and everything and like but it was still showing me the video and they all started talking and like it hadn't cut off yet and yeah he was he wasn't even wearing shorts dude it was like boxers (laughs) he had like boxers on in this in this suit and i was like oh those those people they
1: putting on a front and like, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's it funny. Like, I think Josh has done that, but I don't think he stood up at the time. So I, you know what? I, I did so. that for my, my senior,
0: my senior class picture in high school. I wore a, did you really? I wore a jacket, a shirt and a tie and, and just cargo shorts.
1: Um, <laughs> you see the kind of excitement we get around here. So Yeah. Well, welcome. Yeah. Thanks guys. What's up? Yeah. How are you?
0: Good. Good. How are you?
2: Good. It's been a crazy day. Like everything that I intended to do this morning, it's just been a roller coaster of other things. Um, <laughs> better things, though, more life and flow type of stuff. So it's I think been, it's a
1: moon thing, man. It's got to be a moon thing. Maybe my 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 whole day has gone like like that. Is it the full moon today? I don't. Uh, even
0: know. No, no, not it was enough. on two days ago. Friday, Saturday.
2: Yeah, I was walking by the river the other night, and it was huge over the river, but I couldn't tell if it was all the way full or not. But it was
1: sexy, nonetheless. Yeah, well, you know that—that's—that stuff. So, I—I I finally got around to listening to some of your stuff, and I was like looking at your. Uh, well, I guess you got it, so you do that. Your uh, what do you want to call it? Your uh, the Kickstarter page. video there. The kick, yeah. And I'm oh. like, <laughs> oh man, we can't even discuss him without making it. Uh, what's that E thing? Explicit, uh, whatever. <laughs> I can be non-explicit if maybe And I'm be. like and I'm like um, wow. And then I started like looking at the cards. I got to the part and I'm looking at the at the um the, the affirmations on the back of the cards and I'm like, you know, I hate profanity, but damn it, I think I might have to buy a set of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not all
2: it's used, but it's not used <laughs> like flooded it's not flooded with profanity, but there are a couple statements in there cause, I mean, in reality, profanity yeah, is a low frequency type of thing, right? It's not, it's not the greatest thing, but it can be effective. And it just happens to be something that latches itself to me sometimes. So I've got um, these.
1: Well, you and you and Josh uh, have kindred spirits in that. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh,
2: I got some samples of those printed. We haven't, obviously we're doing the Kickstarter to actually right. print the real ones, but I've got some like, uh, some oh, samples that are pretty sweet. Yeah. It's fun to actually hold them.
1: I might have to, I mean, I might now How I I didn't go through the whole thing or they what's the donation for your Kickstarter for, for stuff.
2: I'm actually headed to the Philippines in um, two days for a month and I'm meeting with my team Mm -hmm. and we are going to set the tiers and figure it out. But the, the, the cost for one deck on the UPC, which would be like a basic tier is 2222 Mm -hmm. and all of the numbers are universal alignment. So you'll see like an eleven eleven tier and a twenty two, twenty two, and a thirty three, thirty three and all of that stuff. But you guys, I'll just I mean, I'll just send you some sample decks when we come in. Oh um, awesome. Yeah. If you send Works. me your addresses and yeah, then my, my, I want. know my
1: son would want that. He, uh he uh plays magic which is not the same thing but he likes profanity and as I'm looking at those cards and I'm saying <laughs> It'd be all over Facebook, man. Michael would just be yeah, I would say I, I would will I will be I will,
0: I will prop them up around town and and take pictures at landmarks because we've got a lot of landmarks here. I've uh, been doing
2: that with just carrying the sample deck around and taking pictures. Yeah, yeah Paris, I've been seeing some of it's that. Fun. It's cool. It's a cool project, man, because I never like it took me a long time to figure out how to write and find my voice. And so then I put the journal out and then people everybody that told me you can't write like you talk, and all these like editors and stuff were like, You can't write like this and but now it's all these people that are like i love the way that you write because it actually feels like i'm talking to you and so i have a lot of affirmation decks but every time i read them i'm like this is a cool concept but like it's just too i guess a lot more for millennials and it's it's too a little too woo woo a little bit too like you know believe in fairies and they come to life and well well it just needed to be
1: more M- more direct person. You know, we've, we put we, in? The- we've got neuroscience to back that shit up now. So all right. So yeah. So Josh is the neuroscience guy. I I I say it every once in a while because it sounds good, but then I need <laughs> Josh to explain what I meant. Right. So.
2: <laughs> the brain is a powerful thing,
1: man.
0: Yeah, really, and we're really just learning about it. So
1: I yeah. know. Yeah. Baby, stuff. is cool. So I'm going to shut up and let Josh take over.
0: Well, so normally, like we so normally we have kind of a set open, but I feel like we've been talking a little bit already about some interesting stuff. So we might just kind of soft open it into that, but I guess we should kind of pull back a little bit here and say, um, Hey, Heath, how you doing? Um, Who are you? And what the heck are we talking about? Nice headset.
1: Love the bandana. No, (laughs) I've been, it's funny. I'm like wearing
2: this like item, the under armor item that I got. Pulled. I got a lot of things returned on Amazon and this is one of them. It's like my entire wardrobe is just like returned items, but <laughs> you know, um, I'm, yeah. So this is, this is actually a curtain behind me, although the people listening can't see it, but I've right. been working on my new podcast that's getting ready to launch. So that's what oh, I've been awesome. doing Um, and getting ready to go to the Philippines to work with the team to launch this amazing Kickstarter, um, which is, at RageCreate.com, basically, you can check out the affirmation cards that we were talking about earlier. But man, I'm—it's a hard concept to to grasp. Like every moment for me is surreal because I just I remember what it was like before being able to work for myself, before I had a freedom lifestyle, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, just August 2015, uh, I I set this sort of vision to figure out a way to go with my fiance across the country because we found we worked together. I was like, look, I'm not happy with my job. I have a lot of debt and you're not happy with your job. She was working in the horse industry. We lived in Kentucky. I was like, you really want to be in coaching. Everybody tells you that you can't coach female across and make a living. I want to prove them wrong. You want to prove them wrong. Like everybody says that I can't leave my job and that I'm crazy to leave my job because I'm making such good money and it's a career job um, and create a, an online business or location independent lifestyle. And so we kind of like made a pact, like, well, let's find a place for you to go because it's easier. Like I had a house and things and like all this stuff that I didn't need. And I had, you know, really, you hear it very common with entrepreneurs, like they build this lifestyle of the American dream and then they realize none of it matters and they get rid of everything. Um, So I, we found her a job in Walla Walla, Washington. And then I was like, uh oh my God, she's really leaving. You know, like, I I don't know how I feel about this. And now I'm stuck in his house and I got to figure out how to get out of it. And traditionally, guys, I was, if you read into any of my story and you guys can read my anybody listening can read the entire story. If you go to com forward slash story, it's like nine ninety pages or something. <laughs> but it's like in detail from the time that I had my first thought of making a change in my life to the times that I woke up you know, face down on my garage floor with a nosebleed and a bottle of liquor and my car running in the front yard with no memory Um, to the first people that I connected with who sort of influenced me to make changes in my life. It's all there. And part of that story was coming up with a plan to move her out there and it would force me into some sort of crazy action. And I, uh, so I, I, at the time had been podcasting a little bit because I wanted to figure out how to live a location-independent lifestyle or to create habits that were actually good for your life. And so I started interviewing people around the world that were doing that. And through that process, as you guys know, you meet so many incredibly interesting people. They're all doing different things, but a lot of them have very similar habits. And these types of habits aren't new either. Like they're all the same things that stoics, I mean, everybody's, people that have been successful and mindfully strong have been doing for thousands of years and longer. And so I just started applying those themes to my life and I had like six or seven different journals (laughs) and I was like tracking my wins and I was, you know, doing a minimalism challenge where I was like getting rid of one thing on day one and two things on day two. And I did a 30 day challenge of giving gifts and logging and journaling about that. And just all these things that kind of transfer the the thought from I can't to I can and from why not to uh, I mean from why to why not mm-hmm. and I I eventually had all these journals laying around and um, my black lab he he pissed all over <laughs> <laughs> oh wow he just peed he pissed all over I me mean, he never ever went in the house he's an older dog he had three legs because he had cancer he had to remove one of his front legs and and I got to my meditation space. And like, this is like a sacred space. And this is one of the habits I figured out from interviewing people. I was like, Oh, I got to create a sacred space. I got to start meditating. I didn't do any of that stuff. And it is an anchor for me today. Like I can't get through a day without doing that kind of thing. And it was on the floor and it was in uh, this basement and there's like these worms coming through the, the windows, but he, he had pissed all over him. And I was so, I was so mad, man. I was upset. I was like, Oh my gosh, like these journals are, They're covered. They smell. How am I going to get the pee out of them? And so I put them in the sun and like let them bake out and then they still smelled. So then I like sprayed them with perfume and they were still bad. And I was like, you know what? I had hired a coach. Her name was Jacqueline Duplessis. She's amazing from South Africa, but she was this woman who was traveling the world. Uh, If you guys want to talk to somebody really interesting for your show, I'd love to introduce you to her. She, she I, I had her on my podcast and, and like I ended up hiring her as a coach. I had no money. I had a lot of debt. And she just introduced a few things into my life that changed everything. And a lot of those became parts of the sweet ass journal. And so those six journals that I had based on, um, really, you set a vision over 100 days and then you do two things a day to work towards that vision, right? And the 100 days is there because it's trackable by 1%, but it's not dated, so it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And unlike other journals, it's not like a worksheet type feel. Um, and one of her ideas was to make it a mosaic layout. So it appeals more to creative people that want to draw their ideas instead as well. And so I was completely against the idea. And I had these journals that had been pissed on. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to put all these into one one form that I can just carry around and like track it in one place And so that's how, thanks to my dog pissing all over my journals, that's how (laughs) the sweet ass journal came to life. And that was just one baby step on, you know, making a transition. That was definitely not the money hound. Like through the, through the process of, um, podcasting, I met another guy named Jason Berwick and, and we hit it off and I tried (laughs) and I'm driving around for work in Kentucky in Ohio and West Virginia. I'm driving eight to 10 hours a day. I've got a high amount of debt, all these loans. And I'm just trying to figure out a way to make side income, like any type of side income that I can feel good enough about myself to say, okay, I can make a little bit of money here. Maybe I can live off of this eventually. And so I started doing something called retail arbitrage, Mm. which was, (laughs) it's crazy to think about now, but I was literally pulling my truck into like parking lots of like Walmart and going inside and like scanning shelves all day because this is what he was doing and he was sending me all these screenshots of like he sold four hundred dollars that day on Amazon and then six hundred dollars and then a couple of weeks later he was selling like um uh, seven or eight thousand dollars a month and then a couple of weeks later he was selling like thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars a month and I was like, How is this possible? I mean I I knew what he was doing when he started and he's just scaling this slowly and he was sending me pictures of himself with like carts full of stuff at like a Walmart. And I was like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. I tried that for like a week and my fiance was with me one day and she's like, are you seriously going to do this? Like you have a job, like you're, you're creating a job that's even worse, like battling all <laughs> these these whales that are like parading Walmart shelves. And and it was horrible. I didn't think about it because I had tunnel vision, but I was like, you're right. This is terrible. Like I'm <laughs> spending all my free time in Walmart and this is... So, so
0: just so we get a handle on that, it sounds like what oh, you're like doing Walmart. is going out and buying like a whole bunch of two ninety nine stuff and selling it on Amazon for five bucks.
2: Yeah, like that's essentially how it works. Like <laughs> it's it, much bigger gap than that, but that's how it works. Yeah. And most oh, people really? don't understand that Amazon is, most items on Amazon are way inflated compared to items in other stores. Um, they think that they're getting the best deal just because Amazon is the go-to place. But in reality, a lot of things on Amazon are inflated and mm-hmm. it's going to change soon because Google express the, you know, that Google's rolling out their own shopping system and it's really sweet. Obviously hurts my type of business, but right. I'm moving into making my own products anyway. So I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's better for the consumer force, but so yeah, essentially we're it's it's the idea of arbitrage, right? You're buying low somewhere and you're selling it high and you're making money in between. So you're a middleman. And But I was really interested in like any type of process that I could automate or I could scale and like bring in some people to work underneath me because that's one of the other things that I learned from all the people I was interviewing is they all were very good at delegating, right? And automating and figuring out what was the important thing they could be doing versus what they can hand off and the value Um, of paying somebody versus what you can bring in and so i just went back to him and was like dude i'm trading my time for money like doing this this is terrible i i i admire what you're doing but like we've created he had just left his job he was working at jimmy john's riding his bike around trying to support himself while he was doing amazon stuff like going and he was like yeah dude i know we i want to work towards the online thing too and i was like well you know, I'm into automation. I'll look into it a little bit, but if you figure it out, let me know. And I, I kind of lost lost touch with him for a couple months, and then I was in a hotel room down in Chattanooga working one day, and I had become really good friends with Jason Moore, who's the the uh, uh, creator of the Zero to Travel podcast, and he was a big influence on like helping me align my priorities, um, go through this minimalist challenge where I was getting rid of things and like try to create different income streams and things. So I was. I tried to start several different businesses, guys. I was trying to do like websites for people. I tried to start a podcasting business where I had podcastpal.com and none of it was working well. I was fake just faking the hell out of it, trying to make it work, convince myself it was working. And I came to a reality check in that hotel that like it was just didn't feel right, like intuition right wise. And oddly enough, Jason Moore called me and was like, dude. I just had this weird feeling from the universe that I should call you and see how you were doing. And I was like on that line, I was just pounding beer. I was like <laughs> depressed. Cause I'd worked for like 12 or 13 hours that day on a concrete job site. And the podcast pal thing wasn't working. I'd invested like any, the only money I had from like my work bonus to try to get this website built for it. And I just knew it was a waste of money. And then I, I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, man, it's just, I just don't know what to do. And he was like, well, what, is, you know, what feels right. And Oddly enough right before he called Jason Berwick had called me and said hey man uh you know how you said if i can figure out how to automate this online to to let you know and i was like are you serious like are you serious right now like this is so weird and then and then when i i'm i know it's confusing cuz it's two jasons but i got the second call and he was like follow your intuition what feels right and you know how like when you flip a coin yep you always know what side you want it to land on <laughs> depending on yeah it doesn't matter you always know you know what that intuition pool is and I just knew that I needed to give up all the other stuff I was doing and go headfirst into trying to automate the Amazon stuff. Because although my passion wasn't necessarily reselling sports and outdoor gear, it was a hell of a lot more passionate for me at the time than what I was doing in the concrete construction industry, covering up the world with concrete. (laughs) And um, I could see how it could become an anchor for me to be able to really bring my real dream to life, which is creating actual products of my own. And so I sold my house. I started doing the online stuff. We, we figured out how to get prep companies um, in sales tax-free states. We figured out how to scan full websites and have you know these programs match products on walmart.com with Amazon and just spit out giant spreadsheets that compared all the prices and the metrics. We studied the metrics hardcore for months and months learned how to flip it ourselves by sending stuff to our house houses and packing it and then started delegating little pieces out, hiring assistants to manage the administrative side. And then within, so August, 2015, I started, I think I sold like four or $5,000 on Amazon. And then by December I did 27,000. And then by the next December I did 109,000 in December and Uh, I think it was 98,000 in November before that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like just under two years, we were able to scale. And to date, I've done close to 1.5 million in sales, but it could have been a lot higher had I not. I had a huge hiccup last February and I got suspended and it was just one of those Amazon horror stories. And. Uh, it really fact checked me on like who really owns that type of business. Is it you or is it Amazon? <laughs>
0: so right.
2: I've been, you know, squeezing my butt cheeks and working towards, uh, creating my own type of uh, business based on inspirational products for people with short attention spans. And so that's what we're doing now with Rage Create. And it's kind of how I got here. Like it just, it, it, uh, it was two things every single day towards that vision. And it's crazy how fast things can manifest, man. It's nuts, really. Wow. Now, you know, how I
1: about think, Walla Walla? I, I think that is the longest stretch we've had on a podcast where neither Josh nor I said anything. <laughs> anything. That <Yeah>. was awesome. <laughs> Walla Walla, I made it. So, you know, I
2: one of the things that I did was I wrote – I got a note card out. It was one of the things that I taught, which became the anchor for the sweet ass journal, like well, like I said, you set a vision for your hundred days, then you do two things per day called Freedom Actions and you work mm-hmm. towards that vision mm-hmm. um, but at the time, I was actually just i had a pack of note cards, and every single day I would write I set a freedom date like i want Lindsay was moving in August two thousand and fifteen. I want to be able to sell my house and be out there by june twenty second two thousand sixteen, and so I would write six twenty two one six every single day on a note card in the morning and I would write my vision above it. And at the time it was just, I want, you know, I am location independent, always do it in the present tense. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so I would read that out loud because everything that I was working towards would fall under that umbrella of, I am location independent. That would mean that I would have to have income um, from the internet somehow, and that I would have to be working for myself somehow because I wasn't going to go find another job unless I absolutely had to. And so I did that and then on the back side I would just write two things that that day I was going to do to move towards it And people always want to think that like it's so difficult to, to work towards your dreams or to bring them to life But if you do that every day, you'll see how much How possible it really is. All you have to do is be willing and to take action affirmations work like if you convince your brain that something is true, you're going to subconsciously start making decisions that are in alignment with your goals and your visions and your dreams. It's the same exact thing when you're setting a vision and, and uh, writing those things down and reading them out to yourself and doing them. So just taking action. And so I did that. And on six twenty two one six, I was sitting in Walla Walla, Washington. Um, it was about three days after I got my stuff there, and I was at a bar having a beer, and I just looked at the note card and was like. Whoa, this is, that was like the first (laughs) time I was like, whoa, this is really, really weird. Mm. It's really, really weird when you, when you actually, and you guys, I don't know if you have vision boards, but if you do set a vision and you really look at those every day and you work towards them, like they come true. And then you get used to the fact that when you put something on a vision board, it's going to come true. And then it just, it steamrolls. It's like over and over what's next, what's next. And it's just really cool feeling. So yeah, now I'm in Oregon. So still over here. It's cool. L-
0: yeah. Well, Oregon and you're and you're traveling a lot. Uh, right,
2: yeah. My fiance coaches at a, a high school, so she's living her dream. She's figured out a way to make a living coaching female lacrosse, and it's awesome. And she's coaching here in in Portland, Oregon, which is like okay. my favorite town anyways. And then yeah, I travel a lot. We just got back from Paris. I was in Nicaragua before that. Uh going to be in the Philippines for a month doing this Kickstarter. And so location independence is real. And it's and, I'm just very grateful for everything and the opportunity for sure
0: awesome, awesome. um so how did you, you know, i kind of two questions here, but they definitely converge. How did you determine your path um you know from you know face down pants down, as you put it, <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah. where do you? kind of get the is a lot of where do you get the energy because a lot of people a lot of people who start in that place um start very slowly or don't start Um uh, meanwhile here on instagram you you know your your heat fist pumps you're you know you're you're very high energy even just by Just by a description, just by the way you've chosen to identify yourself, is that something you're born with? Is that something that you created? Is that something you had to talk yourself into?
2: It certainly wasn't something I was born with because I'm actually a very extreme introvert, if you know me in person, believe it or not. If I'm in public, I'm not going to talk to people. Like I'm very shy. I never was the kid that would talk to a girl. I always waited till somebody approached me. Um, I was infected with an energy man and a lot of people, it it gets really woo woo, but my entire life from like 18 to 28, you know, consuming massive amounts of alcohol and and psychedelics and anything I can get my hands on, you're clogging and eating shitty food. Like you're clogging yourself up from the channel that you need to become the person that you need to be. And nobody really knows that. And most of us go through our whole life, but if you can just figure out piece by piece how to unclog yourself, then it's no longer a chore to feel unclogged and then it becomes a lot easier to become your highest self. And I, it, it was a combination of like changing health and, and diets. And as I was interviewing all these people, I'm like, okay, well, this person's she had cancer and she's changed her diet. Like maybe the diet really does play a part. This person, was an alcoholic and did a lot of drugs, but now they don't and look at what, how they're changing. Like maybe that plays a part. And so I was laying in a bathtub feeling like absolute horror. And I just discovered the podcasting app for the first time. They just put it on the i on the iPhone and I, I opened it up. And like, my problem was that I just didn't believe in myself. Like I had good ideas, I thought, um, but I wasn't willing to take action and move towards them. And, and I, I just didn't believe that I could. And I think that it's something we have to make ourselves vulnerable. Like we, we have to be able to make that first step against to take that first step against resistance or fear, because those are the forces that are working against us. They want to hinder our, our creative process because if you think about it, creation is the death of resistance and fear. So it's going to work against you. And this, I listened to a podcast with Amber Villhauer. at the time. Her name was Amber Ludwig. She wasn't married yet. And it was like, This first time somebody's other voice got in my head and was like, it inspired me. Something about her, it it just made me for the first time want to reach out and and see like, hey, maybe she has some kind of input towards my situation because her story was kind of similar. She was depressed and struggled and she built this WordPress company and I know how to use WordPress. And so I I reached out to her thinking like, you know, if she doesn't respond, I'm just going to feel like a dick and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to fold for another year and keep drinking. Um, but she did respond and she was like, Hey, this is incredible. Like, let's talk on the phone. And I was like, what? Like talk on the phone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's part of the reason why I like to be so open with people who are struggling is because just one conversation with somebody can change everything and can inspire you to, to take a step that you normally wouldn't. And she introduced me to two people and I talked to her on the phone and she was like, look, your biggest one of your biggest issues in the way that that you're approaching your lifestyle is that you don't have a morning routine, which I knew was important because I'd interviewed a lot of people. But she introduced me to Hal Elrod, who is the Miracle Morning, um, and she introduced me to a guy named Paul Camp who did the App Guy podcast. Well, obviously I implement the Miracle Morning into my life. I interview Hal on my podcast. He infects me with some more energy. Um, I meet Paul, who's like, dude, you have a natural speaking voice you should be doing podcasts as well. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I can't do podcasts. And he's like, yes, you can. Like, this is how you do it. And so at that point it was a, it was a battle with fear, right? Like who am I to to put a podcast out into the world? I, I can't speak. I don't know what kind of questions I'll ask. Who's going to come on my show. I'm nobody. And I just forced myself with their energy. These people that were infecting me with energy, if, if it wasn't for them, I would have not had enough juice in me to force myself over the cliff. But I reached out to a couple people, and once I got that first yes, you know, you can't turn back. Then, I mean, I guess you could. You could just poop your pants and cancel and never be found to the face of the <laughs> earth. Again.
1: But yeah. I didn't. Like I, you know, yeah, we've done that, not.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody folds. But like the the part of what what a lot of us don't understand is like we we feel so shitty for being. Uh, our brightest selves and we feel so shitty for collapsing in on ourselves at night, but that's what galaxies do too. Right. And so I had to figure that out. Like, don't be afraid of who I am, but let's see what I can learn from these people. And so I, I reached out to a Hollywood director on Twitter. He had just won the the New York international film festival. Um, and he, he just, re- he responded to my DM. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like yeah sure and i was like what i guess i'm doing this thing right and um that's how i started the podcast and like it just blew my mind and there's there's a lot of other if you guys read the full story there's a lot of really other weird like really weird stories i get into with entity experiences like when i i basically woke up after some entity came to me when i slept with the darkest eyes i've ever seen in my life it was this something i would have never believed in until it happened to me black eyes and I was about 22 years old and this was 10 years before I made changes in my life. And it was like, if you don't make changes, you're coming with me. Then I met a stranger on a plane. I got flashes of that entity. Um, <laughs> it all comes around because this stranger on a plane, He was imprisoned in Rwanda for four, for four months. And he, his name's Jared and Gaza. His father's actually Dan Miller who has one of the top three podcasts on all of iTunes. He sends me one of his dad's books. Um, it's called no more Mondays. I get into that a little bit and this is all way before I get in. You know, I actually make this realization that what that stuff meant in my life, but I, I faced these entities. I just had Jared on my podcast the other day and believe it or not, he has had these entities come to him since he was like eight, but they never, they never came to me until after I met him. And then I had Jules Schroeder who runs the unconventional life podcast on my show and Jules who I was down in Nicaragua with, you know, she was the number one female entrepreneur changing the world by Inc magazine last year. She had the exact same entity experience when she had a wakeboarding accident and she collapsed and they basically thought she had broke her neck and she could have died. And she was out for a long time. And while she was out, she had this confrontation with this entity. who was like, are you ready to come back and do more? But for me, it was I was young and I didn't understand what it meant yet, but I i never forgot it. And when I met Jared, it it flashed to me and I never forgot that. And then I just, over the days, started getting more and more flashes of this weird thing that I would have never believed in. And I just started following that that trail and eventually it led me down to Nicaragua where I met Jules. I had another conflict with that entity and it was more closure because this time it was like, you are in the right place. And it was through this... You guys, I don't know if you've ever done weird, sacred breath work stuff. It feels very culty, but I didn't know. I mean, like I said, I've done a lot of psychedelics that have taken me into la la land, but I've never done anything natural with my breath that takes me into that world. And it did. And I just talked to Jules afterwards about it. And I was like, these are highly successful, functional people. And to feel like if I would have told somebody that story before knowing them, you feel so weird you feel like you were the weirdest person in the world because it's not common. But then I, I meet Jared who's unbelievable. Um, and then I meet Jules who's probably the most successful person I've ever met. I don't know. And they both had that experience. I'm like, Oh, I feel kind of normal now. Um, there's been a lot of signs and help along the way guys. And I think that's the point is that, you're not going to do it alone, right? You have to be willing. You have to be able to set a vision and take action towards it, but you have to connect with other people too, because the power of connecting is what really drives us forward. That's just human genetics and nature.
0: So, um, Let's talk a little bit about that breath work. Um, yeah, man. You know, yeah. I, we're not, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about um, EFT and, um, and muscle work and all all kinds of different stuff on the podcast. Um I'm familiar with yeah, you know, just some some basic like, like Wim Hof has his um kind Ice of change man. here. Yeah, the Iceman has He's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm familiar with kind of his work. Um uh, and uh I'm a I'm a I'm an endurance runner. Um yeah, you know, s- small Sweet. distances, um <laughs> yeah, you know, like heading toward marathon distance. Uh but you know, it, you know, when it's when you get a run scheduled, you get a run. So if it's 30 degrees out, it's 30 degrees out, and you get a yeah, run. So, do it. Yeah. you know, so I, I, you know, I get my Wim Hof breathing in, and and now 30 degrees doesn't feel so cold. Uh, but I'm sure that that like there's a lot of other and you know, a more mystical direction to it too. Um, it sounds like some of the stuff you're talking about. Um, you want to get into that a little bit?
2: Yeah, I've always been extremely intrigued with things that I don't understand or that they seem very weird to me. Like Uh today we have this girl named Nikki Kirk coming into my closed Facebook group that you get if you have a sweet ass journal and and she's transmitting the language of light. Have you guys ever seen that? It's insane, dude. It's like she has this extra sense to be able to go into this like trance and she channels This light language, which is basically energy frequencies, through her voice in her in her hands, and like she like, cripple. It's it's the dude. It's like the closest thing I've ever seen to speaking in tongues. It's fucking uh, freaking nuts.
1: (laughs) Too late. uh, Yeah,
0: I've tried. I've been trying. Uh, Too late. I I think actually that Kelvin was the first one to.
1: I was, (laughs) but I didn't know we were keeping that part of the podcast. So now now people are gonna know. I
2: know words. (laughs) Dude, it's so like. I've always been a fan of exploring these weird things because I was the opposite my whole life, right? I always judged everybody for anything different. I mean, growing up in Tennessee, like you're just taught to be that way and it's not our fault. It's just, that's how you're taught, right? Like it's, it's terrible, but you have to be able to, to seek away from that. And that's what I've been doing. And so when I was in Nicaragua, the only reason I went was because I had a colossal hit to my business in early 2017 I lost both my dogs to cancer, and my grandfather, um, and my business all at once. And I I had to start laying off employees. I lost twenty twenty something thousand dollars that I had built up over the hump. And when you, when I say earlier that I've sold over a million dollars in stuff on Amazon, I'm like that's true. But think about the expenses for buying that material, right? He, that's it,
0: not profit. That's no hell no.
2: Yeah but I'm living, I'm supporting myself and I'm paying a team and they're being able to work location independent. That is a huge win for me. But so $20,000 is a big deal to me. And, um, it put me back into debt and I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Like guys, I was, I was bad. I was really bad. And, and it took uh, six or seven months and I'm still just like in this super depression hole. I don't remember a lot of last year. I don't really remember from May to December, to be honest. I don't, have any idea what happened until I went to Nicaragua. And, and the only reason I went was because Jules, I was connected to her through a mutual friend, Jennifer Spencer. And, uh, I just, when I talked to her, I got the flash of that entity and I was like, okay, well, this is, this is another one of those things. Like I got to follow this trail, but I don't have $2,500 to go to this unconventional life event. But, you know, I really feel like I need to, it was one of those intuition things. And so, I went down there and I didn't know why, but there, there was so much healing and there's 75 very high performing entrepreneurs and successful people all doing very weird things with their life in one place. And then there's this amazing dude named Gregorio who, if I was into dudes, I would totally bang <laughs> that guy because like there's just nobody there that could tell me they wouldn't. <laughs> and he's this he used to be an Italian like mobster when he was younger. he had a Mussolini baseball bat with like nails sticking out of it and now he's just like the most in touch to the source earthy, beautiful person you could ever meet who's like if you're around him within a hundred feet, you're going to be smiling because you just cannot and he's He's doing this thing called the Breath of one meditation that he does around the world, and so there's seventy five of us on this kind of one of those big wooden yoga platforms overlooking this giant you know bay with these volcanoes in the background a lot like what you see in any type of Nicaragua or Guatemala or wherever you may be mm-hmm. and it's getting dark everybody's in this white clothing that you have to be in And I have no idea I mean I'm thinking like you know oh breath work it's I do a lot of meditating it'll be something like that you know I'll get into a headspace it'll be nice well th- you start out by you blindfold yourself and they put on this this tribal music that was very much it was all live because there was instrumentalists there and you have to guide yourself to a partner and then, you know, by intuition and that's the partner that you have for the meditation. And so everybody has to have a partner because apparently when you go into this meditation, your body cripples and you need an anchor. (laughs) So I'm like, this is going to be really weird. And (laughs) of course with any type of meditation, it doesn't work unless you allow it. So there were people there that did this that probably didn't feel anything, but I'm sitting back to back with my friend Holly um, who happened to be the partner that I had. And it was good cause I'm six, four and she was like six, one probably. And so like, it helped me anchor myself a little bit and we get into this breathwork meditation. Now, how the meditation works, I was in a different place for most of the time. So I can't tell you, but I will tell you that you're doing this. Like, you know, I don't, it, you're going so fast with your breath that you're, it's almost like you're, having an excess of oxygen to your brain to where it sends you into this weird state Mm -hmm. and you slowly start to slip away. And so as you slip away, like you're crippling up, like you lose function of your arms and your elbows and your limbs and like you're, you're crippling up and that's why you're back to back with somebody so that you don't fall over into a ball on your side or something. And so as you, as it starts happening and you start feeling that tingling feeling through your toes and your fingers and you start to lose feeling and then you slip out of it, like, all I remember was this trance of I could just hear people screaming on the top of their lungs. Like they were being like murdered. (laughs) This one girl was like, I mean, I will never forget her scream. She was just like, ah, 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 over and over again. Uh, you could hear people laughing like maniacs. You could hear people just sobbing and crying. Uh, I probably went through a period of all of those things at one point, but you're all in this this unison energy where you're breathing in, you're yelling out, you're breathing in, you're yelling out, and then you get on to different paces because you're just in a trance of your own. And Gregorio, you, you do these cycles for like 30 minutes and then you come back and then you do another cycle for like 30 minutes and you come back and the whole thing's like two hours. Oof, and makes sense. yeah. And Jules was throwing up over the side of the balcony and like, it was insane, man. But what it did for me was like that entity that came to me when I was 20, 22 years old. And, You know after a blackout three-day binge that told me like hey if you don't change you're coming with me The scariest thing I've ever seen in my life still get goosebumps thinking about it It came back to me in this meditation and when you're trying to look away from it You can't it doesn't have a mouth. It has these like weird dread type hair The eyes are like a black that I can't describe in this type of a world It's something that I, I don't even know what it was. It's something that we don't know with humanity and this time the eyes were blue, man. And it was just, the message was you're in the right place. It was like the same entity, but a good version and you're in the right place. And I just started bawling. I was like, I, and then as I came out of that, like right after that, I'm with all of my ancestors that had passed. The two dogs that lost to cancer are there with me, we're all dancing up over earth. I can see everything from a witness point of view. And I come, as we start coming back, like, And you start to become aware that you're anchored to somebody else. And like, I just, you're still crippled. Like you're almost paralyzed. And then it takes about 10 minutes before you start getting feeling back in your limbs. And I just, I didn't know what happened. I knew that that happened. And I knew I, I faced some sort of other entities that were asking me to release them. And so I did. Uh, I didn't know what that meant, but oddly enough, one of them, my entire life, I have not been able to eat spicy food. (laughs) And I mean, I'm talking like the slightest bit of spice. I'll have acid reflux convulsions. Mm. I was on acid blockers my whole life, which is terrible for anybody who has acid reflux. By the way, it's the complete opposite of what you want to do to heal yourself. Um, and so, I never could touch spicy food. After this this meditation, you guys, I go to like ramen places. I just the next day, I had this craving. I was like, I really kind of want something spicy. I don't know why. Like, I just want something spicy. I'm ordering like level ten. <laughs> everywhere i go and it's not even phasing me i'm just like yeah like it's <laughs> it's crazy man it doesn't give me acid reflux i don't have any convulsions it's something that i rewired in my brain during that that meditation that has you know uh, it's connected somewhere physically to my body and it's just very very weird the whole thing but uh yeah dude the breath work's no joke it's no joke is I'm trying to think of his last name. He's coming on my show. So if you guys tune into the, it's called never stop peaking. It's going to be launching in the next couple of weeks. Um, if you guys watch that sh- or listen to that show, eventually he'll be on, I'm going to get him on with Holly, who is my meditation partner to talk about all of this. Cause I want to know more about it myself.
1: I'll let awesome. you get it. Yeah. yeah.
2: It'll be, it'll be interesting. So.
1: All right. So it is, it is interesting now. We haven't even got there yet. It's yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's yeah, weird. That's for sure. <laughs> Kevin, you looked like you had a question.
1: No, yeah. man, okay, so I'm I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm listening to what he's got to say, and I'm I'm looking into his eyes to see if he <laughs> like glazed over again, kind of a thing. Uh, um, no, no, go ahead.
0: All you, right, so so uh, you've you've done a lot of this work. You've got um, yeah, you know, you're getting ready to line up the sweet ass uh, domination deck. Uh <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh by the time this airs, it'll be you know, you'll you kinda of be in the middle of your meeting with the team and you'll be getting ready to launch the Kickstarter soon, I imagine. Um you have your Amazon store back a ticket. Um yeah. uh, like where what what what's next and, and where's the road lead? Like how are you like what what are you setting up for?
2: Oh man, my vision board's big uh in on the rage Creek front, like right now, getting the domination deck out is square one. but I have a vision of creating many different versions of it um in niche audiences, same with the Sweetass journal. I'm working on one white right, right now for women's lacrosse because that's where my fiance works in right. I'm working on one with a couple other people for um, new mothers and new dads, and so branching out to try to find smaller niches with the same platform with that. But my ultimate overall vision is like, I want to write and I want to be free and I want to create products that help people do what I've been able to do. And so we're trying to figure out, actually we've figured it out. It's just a matter of getting the thing launched. Um, I'm making products that turn ordinary household items that people don't pay attention to that are completely unaware of into items that will actually realign you with your goals and your visions and your dreams. For example, sweet ass toilet paper (laughs) and it is toilet paper that has affirmations and motivational bursts on it so that when you're going um, or you're at a guest house or whatever, you you are reminded like no matter how bad your day may be, you're not going to go pull out a journal because you know that that's going to battle your bad day. Like most people are going to shy away from it and just crumble at the end of the night. But if you accidentally run into the toilet paper when you're having a bad day, it's like, Oh yeah. You read it. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, things aren't that bad. Like I am an animal of this earth. I do deserve to be free. And so we're doing it with things like toilet paper and uh, an entire product line that we have. And it's really, really cool. Wow. Awesome. So, of course. Yeah. We're working with t-shirts and, and other things as well, but it's all new to me guys. And I'm, I'm figuring it out, but yeah, I want to build a cob house on some land and then start. I, I, we're, I just had a meeting yesterday for this. This is another project. Like, we're trying to build a cob house community where like authors and artists and things can come in and rent them for two or three uh, months at a time and do their projects. We're going to put like a music studio in one of them and cob houses are really, really cool. I really want to live in one myself too. So that's another thing that I'm working towards.
0: Cool. And you're going to start that out in the Portland area and expand communities or actually the cob house we're
2: targeting around Chattanooga, Tennessee right now. Okay. Yeah. So there's clay. So you need clay to build them and the okay. clay in the soil there and not up here. So, so yeah. Um,
1: I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to look it up now.
2: They're cool. They're like hobbit homes, man. Like Lord of the Rings style houses. Like, uh, They've actually, the technology has been used for, for a long, long time. In, in Europe, there's structures that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Some say thousands that have been built out of cob. It's basically just a uh-huh. clay mixture uh, uh, of okay. And it's something that actually lasts a long time and there are areas and weather types that you can't really use it in but it's very efficient. It's all made from the earth and it's really cool because you like shape the walls how you want you shape in the windows you you, you design them however you want and it only costs about five to fifteen thousand dollars to build one. And so you're talking about sustainable living and very cheap. You're not signing up for a giant mortgage. Um.
0: It's, it's really well insulated. It'll yeah. w-
1: Wikipedia yeah. to the to the rescue here. Yeah, I'm, I guess. yeah. There's some good YouTube videos too, but
2: it's it's really a technology that we had and we lost due right. to you know the mass brainwashing that we get from housing industries and the way things should be. It's something that people still use in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. and it's just something that we need to bring back. And I'm interested in doing that because it's very very cool for sh- for show. For show. Sure.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow this is oh, good by so, the way guys I, yeah. I didn't say this beforehand but I put my assistant put up a uh, a landing page for your audience if you want you don't have oh. to you don't have to use it if you want but if you go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash jkwd mm-hmm. I will give away a, a physical sweet ass journal to one of your listeners and anybody who actually goes to the page can download the audio guide so if you want to learn about minimalism gift giving my entire story that goes through those habits that we talked about earlier. It's the best way to do it because you can just listen through the entire guide part of the journal and then you can take, you know what you want from that. Great.
0: And yeah. Sweet. So. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We'll definitely send people over there. Um, so it look it looks from your website like you've been starting to, you know, kind of make the rounds on, on, uh, on podcasts and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And you're you're talking about launching yours soon. It might be launched by the time this comes out, or it'll be very close. Uh, what's what's something that um, people aren't asking you? You're not getting to say that you wish you were.
2: Oh man, I say pretty much everything that's on my mind. <laughs> um,
0: I said that's the that's the question we got to stop asking. That's the one that everybody hates. People that it's a good question if it makes you think. People. Something that I'm not saying. What was it again? Something that, that people aren't asking you or that you, you, that you wish people would ask you or that you're not getting the say just because the space doesn't allow for it. One thing
2: that I really want to implement into my show is personal optimization of mind strength, health. Nobody really asked me. You asked me this. You were the first person to ask me. This, this is why I triggered this idea. You asked me, how do I get my energy? And Nobody really, everybody notices how outright they say, I love your energy, but most people that come to me are like, I just don't have the motivation. I don't have the inspiration. I don't know how to manage these jobs. I don't know how to do my job and take care of my kids and do this. And it's all a learning process. Um, And I've always wanted to teach that. And so the thing that I would put out there is it's. (laughs) It's not all natural, like from, I don't just wake up and rage. Like there's a lot of things that I have to do to keep that process in place. And first off, like I drink an entire glass of water filled with sea salt, uh, electrolytes and CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And so I do that right when I wake up and then I take my dogs for a walk and I like to take my shoes off and be in the grass because I absorb antioxidants because that is actually a natural form of healing. Hmm, interesting. Free radicals in your body and if anybody's ever noticed when you go camping and things and you're in the woods and you're barefoot anywhere you always feel pain-free it's amazing what the power of the earth has on your body if you just give it a shot but most of us are you know packed up in concrete jungles and boxes and we have rubber between our feet and the ground and we don't allow that electrical current to come from the earth into our bodies and heal us so that's another thing then i take uh, usually uh, most people would say it's disgusting but i put like frozen peas and broccoli and spinach and kale. And um, I have all these matcha blends that I use. I do a couple of scoops of opportunities, protein powders, which is one of my friends who makes legit clean um, health products that he tells you exactly what's in them. And they're all sourced amazing they're from the United States and it's T E A S not T I E S cause he does T lines too. I put a couple of scoops of that in there. I drink this green smoothie in the morning and like I let that sit and I have maybe a cup of tea and that's the first energy boost for the day. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I don't typically, I won't eat full of, I won't eat big amounts of food as much as I used to. Like I do more of like five handfuls throughout the day because it keeps your energy at peak levels and it keeps your mind clear. Um, You don't have that soggy feeling And I eat mostly vegetables, uh, green vegetables, quinoas, things like that. I've tried different diets. I tried keto, and I shit myself a few times, and I quit (laughs) that. Um, Literally. (laughs) A little too much coconut oil here. Yeah. MCT oil. Like, I was (laughs) sitting on my (laughs) couch. It came right out. Like, through the pants, into the couch. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, I'm always trying different things, but I'm doing a lot of – I do a lot of rock climbing right now and I it's very important to do something that challenges you physically and mentally. That's one of the sports that does both at the same time. And, um, so I'll go to the gym and and do that. I also do some trail running. I love being outside. Uh, but I, I take a lot of mushroom supplements. So uh, if anybody has never listened to the Paul Stamets episode on Joe Rogan, my God, yeah, dude. So I take a lot of his products. So I take Stamets seven. I take, um, a uh, and uh, lion's mane and chaga. And those help me with my immune system, pain, nerve support, things like that. I've always had a problem with like, uh, feel I've lost throughout my life. I've lost feelings in my feet, like my, my legs from nerve damage and things like that. So this has been something that's been revolutionary for me. And then I, I drink a lot of matcha tea to destroy free radicals, especially with all the electronics that surround us all the time. Um, and I drink about a gallon of water a day. And all of those things in general, they contribute to a lot more than just energy. Like you get better sleep. I drink magnesium tea at night, which puts me to sleep because I was a traditional insomniac uh, when I was unhealthy. And it wasn't that I wasn't tired. I was tired all the time. I just couldn't really sleep. And that was part of it. And anybody who has trouble sleeping, the best resource for that holistically is a book called Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. He's incredible. He's got one of my favorite podcasts too. It's called the model health show. And I get a lot of my health, uh, trials and tribulations from his information. So, and he sounds like Batman. So makes it better. <laughs> oh, well that makes sure worth going to right there. Yeah. When you listen to him and you're just like, man, another one of those dudes, it's like, if I was, if I was in dudes, his voice would get me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Josh, apparently you and I are safe. You know, you you know, I always have a question and, and I'm not, I'm not thinking of one. I've got one forming and it's not really coming up, but it's like, you've just told us all this stuff you've gone through and all the transformation, um, the pains, the trials, um, and all that stuff, if you had to sum up uh, what this process has done for you, or turned you into, and I hate hate to use that particular combination of words, but, you know, from where you were to where you are, because, you know, a lot of us are afraid to go through anything that resembles discomfort. It sounds like you've been through some, thank you for not falling off any mountains. Um, but the, the self-discovery part of it, the self-discovery, because you know, I'm a life coach and you know, once you start coaching, you find out some self-discovery of your own <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm always growing. And then once I started that as a, as a, uh, you know, process. Like I'm really always growing because there's no one I can ever talk to where I'm not talking to myself because I see some of myself and everyone and, and, and some of everyone in me. But this whole process you've been through from where you started to where you are right now, what has that done for you? And it sounds like a stupid question, but I'm gonna leave it like it is and let you, let you
2: I think it's, figure it out. I think it's unclogged me from being,
1: extremely confused and full of muck
2: and, and you know, shit. Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus posted a, a picture earlier today and it was like, I think it said like, be aware of your shit. And it was just this girl with like this black stuff coming out of her head and she's oh, wow. like and it was really cool. <laughs> and it reminded me like, it, it's, it's the ability to remove myself from what is blocking me from my visions um, and keep that pipeline clear so that I always know what it is and where I'm where I'm working towards. And I think um, it all comes down to removing distraction. So I've learned how to remove distraction and that's physical distraction. That's decision, distraction, um, shiny object, distraction, emotional, distraction, email, distraction, any of these gremlins that sneak in. Um, because when we have. Less clutter around us, or less less stuff. We have less distraction. When we have less distraction, we have more we have more awareness, right? So if we have more awareness, we can think about the things in life that matter the most to us, like creating stronger relationships, or how you spend time in your relationships, um, or focusing your time on things that matter the most. And if you can do that, uh, you're not only going to be in a position where you feel like creating your dream life and visions are possible, but it actually becomes an abundant thing. Um, If you don't have the distraction there, then all of a sudden you're free to be right there with your visions and your dreams. And I think that's what it's taught me is how do you do all these things that keep that channel clear? And it comes with the health, right? And the energy and the supplements, how you treat your body, your body is your sanctuary. So treat it with divine care. Like you should do that at all times. Um, It's part of you and you need it. So why not treat it with the highest level of royalty that you can? So it comes with that. It comes with not getting down on yourself when things don't go your way. Um, You know, resistance is going to pop the balloons at your party, right? Resistance is going to knock you down when you feel like you're at a super high. But are you going to get back up and climb even higher? Are you going to throw a bigger party with more balloons? Yes, you have to. Because if you stay down, then resistance wins. And then you keep that clutter inside of you and you remember how resistance won. And then you never actually become one with your higher self. And so I think you have to do that. I think you have to let your emotions come through you. So not just exercise and and clearing your mind that way, not just creating systems to keep your email clean, um, but crying, like crying when you feel like you have to cry and not being ashamed of it. And yelling when you feel like you need to yell and not being ashamed of it and letting these emotions live and come through you because if they're inside of you and they're blocking you up you're never going to be in alignment with what you need to be in alignment with to be your higher self and i think that's what it's taught me more than anything is that no matter what happens every day is a bonus round and if we just slow down and enjoy the beautiful things everything's going to be a lot you know more beautiful on the other side Thank you. Yeah. If that answered your question, I don't know. That
1: did did, uh, just fine. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Wow. Well, this has been awesome.
0: Yeah. Where can people find you online? Where do you hang out the most? Where do you, uh, where do you want people to connect? What do you uh, want them to do?
1: I have
2: such a double-edged sword with online because I'm like,
0: I'm so bad at social media
2: because I know it's a distraction. Right. And, I have to focus on what what's the highest value of my time. and But the other side of me is like, I love connecting with people and people come to me from all around the world and tell me how the journal has helped change their life. And the funny thing is like, it's not the information in the journal. It's just in my voice, in my preference, but it's not new mm-hmm. information, right? It's stuff that people have been doing forever. But right. each one of us has the unique ability to turn another creation into our own and then, Actually get it through to somebody else that the original creation wouldn't get through to because they're not open to that channel They're open to your channel Um, And so it's really cool to see something that I doubted that I thought nobody would ever use actually affects so many people and now that it's And it's doing really well on Amazon. They picked it up and started promoting it last week and it was just cool I had my best month ever for the for the sweet-ass journal and um, Yeah, man, it's so I'm at I'm at Heath fist pumps h-e-a-t-h F I S T P U N P S I'm pretty much all social media. My website is heatharmstrong.com. My podcast and all of my stuff is usually at that hub. And the podcast is called Never Stop Peaking. And then, of course, Rage Create is the brand where all the products and all that goodies are going to be. And that's ragecreate.com. Right now, it's the pre-launch lander. So we're giving away, like, sample packs um, and a preview of my new book, which, oddly enough, is called Sweet Ass Book and there's notification for um for the early bird tiers for the Kickstarter that mm. are going to be out. So you can get all that at ragecreate.com. but then also sneak previews. If you actually enter into that, it doesn't say it on the page, but it it gives you the option to enter into a pretty sweet uh giant swag pack where you get like three t-shirts and all these mugs and stuff. So we're picking a couple winners from that pool as well. Right. Nice. Uh, and the shirt is look at the shirt that says I I I don't give a F about gremlins, <laughs> about, about stress gremlins, because it has our um, our octopus like logo on it. It's like this giant octa squid with a unicorn flying on a rocket. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. That's and what amazing. that was.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: It's, it's cool. I, I don't have one of those shirts yet myself because we haven't raised the money yet to print them, but I can't wait to get them. So, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Okay. Also, awesome. of course the journal link that I gave you guys earlier for the people that want to enter into win a sweet ass journal. Cause that's not really part of the rage create stuff. So
0: correct. Right. And that'll be at heatharmstrong.com slash JKWD. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here and thanks for the energy that you are putting out in the world.
2: Man, no problem. Thanks for having me. I get so pumped to do podcasts every day, wake up. And if I, I don't get to do them that often, but like, every once in a while I'll meet somebody. You guys interviewed Brie, right?
0: Yeah. So we, we interviewed Brie and then like a week after that, you were on her podcast. Yeah. And she's a like so, a friend of mine. Yeah. And it. it seemed like you recorded that podcast like months ago, but it like came out at the right time for, for us to hear it. So. Yeah. And she rebranded,
2: uh, just recently. Yeah. And yeah, it's sad yeah. she moved away from Seattle and now she's in New York, I think. And, um but it was i think right, she's in la yeah well she moved she was in la she wrote in seattle she moved from la to oh, yeah. new york now
0: okay i saw some yeah. pictures from new york recently and then some new ones from la so yeah i don't know yeah
1: um, she's awesome though
0: she's all I mean, over the place yeah cool but thanks
1: for having me it's been a uh Absolutely.
2: it's been a blast i get I really tell excited
1: all your, your friends now. about the best podcast you've been on in the last you know Hey, you just put just world domination on do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That. can't beat that. The world <laughs> domination, well, I changed a lot for me in 2015.
0: So. Oh, yeah. And that's
2: here in Portland.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're a, uh...
1: And obviously we're
2: sharing the, the domination word inside the product name. So there
1: you go. So we were, yeah. we were destined to meet. I mean, really seriously. That's yeah. Uh,
2: another side note is I got an email from a guy the other day. He was really upset that there wasn't a hyphen between sweet and ass because he was trying to tell me that the correct way to review that would be sweet ass domination.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I'm not putting a hyphen in man. Cause that's just too funny. Like. <laughs> If anybody reads the Sweet Ass Journal and thinks it's a journal about asses, then please buy it anyways. And you yeah. not
1: it. it. But maybe I should come out with that too. Well, you know, it's another product. But <laughs> I actually signed writing? up on your uh, on your uh, your Kickstarter website this morning. So, yeah, but I, cool. I haven't even had a chance to you know confirm it yet. So I'll get to that after the show. And, yeah, uh, and you
2: guys need to send me your addresses, and I'll put you on. Uh, I'll put you on the sample list.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Print.
0: Awesome.
2: They're not like the, the, the digital print ones. Cause we have to raise the money to print the screen print, but right. we're getting some dig or not the screen printing version. We're getting some digital samples printed, which are still pretty good quality, but I'm, I'll send some out to you. I just, it'll probably be like a month or so.
1: Cool. Cool. Awesome. Worked sure. it
0: out. Well, cheerios.
1: Right. Thank have you so fun. much.
0: You have a great rest of your day.
1: Enjoy. Keep energizing. Hey, thanks for listening.
0: Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week.